people keep coming back, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Because they know it's feeding their soul, but they also know they're making a difference. We are Mr. Casinas and Mr. Darling, and you're listening to A Day in the Life. Welcome back, HTS, to our Day in the Life podcast. The Connections program theme for January is Community Care. The three Connections partners for the month of January are 360 Kids, Alzheimer's Society of York Region, and In From the Cold. HTS has a long tradition of serving our local community. Last December, during our annual 123 drive, we collected donations for two of this month's Connections partners. And for the other Connections partner, we offered virtual sessions where students not only learned about a disease that impacts many members of our school community, but also participated in a shared experience of mental and physical exercises with members of the local community. We will learn more about this student involvement and how our Connections partners are making an impact through student interviews with our media and PR prefect, Jesslyn. Okay, so the first question is, what has HTS done to help in from the cold? Over the past few years, um, along with specifically the helps Help the Society Club, um, HTS has really tried to uh, uh, raise funds and donate uh, to In From The Cold and support their initiatives through things like our sharing days where we have every student in the school donate um, in order to dress down during the day, um, but then also directly through participating during their or in their initiative, sorry, uh, the coldest night of the year, which happens once a year, and Caleb can explain that too. Alright, so Caleb, I know that the coldest night of the year is coming up. Would you like to explain it and give everyone some information about this? I'd love to. The coldest night of the year walk is an annual event by the In From Cold to raise awareness for homelessness and uh, raise funds for them as well. Every year, historically on the coldest night of the year, which is usually in February, In From The Cold invites volunteers across Canada to come and walk for homelessness and raise funds. and. Uh, and this promotes and raises awareness for the organization as uh, we march through, well, I guess, yeah, not march, but walk through the streets um, all across uh, Ontario and uh, receive pledges and donations from uh, various people who become interested in the cause. It's a great opportunity to be able to get students involved in learning about homelessness, especially as they can under they can understand why we're raising money for homelessness and um, how we do so as well. A vital component of the Connections program is to ensure that there is a reciprocal relationship between our local community partners and HTS. We recently sat down with each of the Connections partners for the month of January so we can learn more about all the great work they do in York Region and with our students. Today we are joined by Ashley Martin, who's the program manager from In From The Cold in Newmarket, Ontario. Ashley, thank you for joining the Student Life Podcast today. Thank you for having, having me here today. Ashley, I thought we would start, uh, if you could provide our audience a little overview of what In, In From The Cold does for our community. Yes, um, so In From The Cold meets the needs of those who are homeless or at risk of becoming homeless. Um, we work with the community and collaborate with all of our different partners in supporting their basic to complex needs. 
you know, since COVID began, one kind of, we were one of the services that continued to be face-to-face. And I think it was really important for us to do that because, uh, you know, the population we deal with does not work well on on Zoom, on any type of mm-hmm. um, uh, platform. So being face-to-face has helped uh, all of us during this time and really allowed that human connection. Um, so currently we have our stay program running, which in the past has always been called our emergency shelter program. Uh, and again, you know, one of the positives from COVID is that uh, our model changed and we went from being only a 7 p.m. to 8 a.m. shelter to a 24-hour day, seven-day-a-week um, right. shelter right. and allows the clients to stay indoors um, and also gives them a sense of calming because prior to us being 24-7, uh, they would have to come and line up for a mm-hmm. bed each night mm-hmm. so that you know, you're facing the elements during the day but then you're also not sure if you're actually going to get in. Mm-hmm. So here, you know, as long as everybody, they can still do free flow during the day. Um, but, you know, as long as they're in by 7 p.m., we may have some clients that are here from November all the way through to April. Wow. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so our numbers also went down. We used to sleep uh, 36. And, and with COVID, you know, and having to follow all of our, our different protocols, we've gone to 25. Okay. So it's 20 men and five women. And, uh, you know, currently right now we are a majority of the nights at capacity Mm -hmm. and, uh, it just, this is, this is their safe place. And, and as long as they can follow our rules, we are, we are one of the last stops, right? Right. So it's very baseline. Um, and we really take that trauma informed approach when, when dealing with them. Um, so that's our, our stay program. Uh, you know, over the last six, seven years, um, we've worked really hard at moving from just a head on a bed shelter mm-hmm. to moving to more of a wraparound approach and uh, allowing, you know, clients to access services, um, work in, do some programming and really give them that case management support that they, they, they need so much and it's here instead of them having to leave the building or jump on Zoom, right? right and yeah. have a meeting with, with a worker. Um, so, you know, we found a lot of the clients also, like they come in through our doors, we're gonna give them the safety, we're gonna get them out of the elements, give them their basic needs, but there is that drive to move forward. They just don't have the guidance or the mm-hmm. support. So that, that's a piece we've really recognized and and zoned in on it entirely. So uh, we're now running uh, Getting Ahead program, which, you know, helps the clients, um, I guess, build better resources for a better life. And when I say resources, it can be anything from obtaining identification, your, right. your health card, mm-hmm. your birth certificate. Um to getting on to different housing lists, housing program lists, because we know the, the cost of market rent these days, um, it, it's, it's not affordable for the people that we see. 
Uh, and then they just, you know, gaining stability. So they, they actually zone in on this program for eight weeks. It's once a week. And that's a new routine for them. Um, so then once they, yeah, once they move from getting ahead, they actually can join our, um, our in-team, which is our employment social enterprise that we've been running now for uh, over a year and a half. And, you know, our in-team is working towards achieving the goals of Canada's homelessness strategy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it provides employment opportunities for those who are wanting that extra income. It could mean that it they can afford rent or that they can afford groceries instead of having to tap into our community resources all the time. Um, so that, you know, has been such a, a huge success and a win for us because the, our clients are so confident, right? They're, they're making money. They're, they are biggest contracts right now. Uh, they actually do all the cleaning at in from the cold. And so we have, uh, you know, our in teams on site from 8am until 9pm. And then they have the contract for cleaning over at Ray Twinney complex oh, awesome. for our drop by. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's a pretty, um, just to see it in action and to see them working together as a team mm-hmm. for one common goal and being able to give them a paycheck every two weeks. Yeah. And well, a sense of hope too, right? Life skills, hope moving forward, um, creating a new path. Like that's fantastic. And and working on even like they all have their first aids Mm -hmm. um, certification, their food handler. Um, We did a lot of cell phone training because we've now brought them into the world of communicating on cell phones. Right. Um, So it's just it it has really opened doors to then clients actually moving on to um, full time employment or Mm -hmm. part time employment outside of the NT and being able to sustain that job as well as secure housing mm. is that end goal, right? That, that focusing on, um, I know that I'm going to get, you know, X amount every two weeks, this is what I can afford and let me sustain it. Um, so that's been, it's, it's been a wonderful thing to see and to see it all unfold. Um, we also have a transitional housing program, which, um, allows for men, the opportunity to live on site in a self-contained apartment for up to two years. And during that time, they're, you know, working with a case manager weekly. Uh, They are taking that next step. Mm -hmm. And again, it looks, it looks different for all. Um, But we recognize when we first started the program, a year isn't enough time. It really, it seemed like, okay, 12 months, you know, get them in, work with them, move them forward. Um, but the reality is, and, and in today's world, it's not a year, is extremely difficult to meet. So we, we moved it up to, to two years. Is that transitional housing, is that New Market, York Region, or is it spread around the community? Yeah, so it's actually in our building. Okay, excellent. Yeah, it's in the back. Um, you know, corner mm-hmm. that we were able to, um, in 2018, change it into four units. Mm-hmm. So they, you know, they are private bedrooms, common space, right. uh, own washroom, 
and you know as we move forward and and look to the, the future which is exciting for us we're really going to be upping our transitional housing program mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. excellent mm-hmm. well actually i think it's you know being in this pandemic now going on two years uh and where everybody's been in isolation and stay homes and virtuals and you shine a light on the services that from the cold does that you need to continue to have that face to face and those services, basic services or wraparound services are so critical uh, that you continue to provide for local um, clients and people in York region. So that's fantastic. Um, I'd like to move on to the question, second question. And that is, as you know, at, at Holy Trinity school, uh, we have four moral um, character values uh, they're the foundation of everything we do and strive to be here at the school. Courage, empathy, integrity, and respect. Which of these do you think is the most critical uh, for In From The Cold? I'm not sure there is one <laughs> specifically. <laughs> um, you know, because just all of those mean so much and, and we look, our, our staff that we hire, um, those are those are some qualities that we they have to have Mm -hmm. it's a um it's a no-brainer really for us and you know in our in our values here at in from the cold it is um working with people in a respectful manner Mm -hmm. and that non-judgmental approach um in in what we do with them and i think that uh we're when we are respectful towards them and towards um everything they bring in through our doors, Mm -hmm. then it works both ways. And that one is, is one that, um, can be challenging. Don't get me wrong. There's good days and bad days here, but, uh, the respect piece is one again, that is across the board, uh, non-negotiable. It just, and we're so lucky because it is part of who our people are. Mm -hmm. Uh, we don't have to tell them, you know, mm-hmm. you got to work on your empathy a little bit. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, because it also isn't that easy, right? Mm-hmm. To just, oh, this make the switch. Um, so, yeah, it, it's something that we've really taken an approach to make sure that the staff that we're hiring, it's not just a job for them, that they are they, they live and breathe this. That's, that's an excellent point. Uh, and I think I can see value in that and, and you know, connections to teaching, but on a completely different level. You're there because the the love that you do and the, the you know the change or impact you want to have. I think it's, that's fantastic. Um, Ashley, you've been uh, in terms through your line of work. Is there a valuable lesson or takeaway that you've learned over your time? Um, many. <laughs> what's a recent? What's a recent one? Maybe. Yeah. So I, I have this little. Um, I guess it's a sticker from Dollarama, but it has the back on it and the client actually handed it to me. And I keep this at my desk just to remind me mm-hmm. of why I'm here. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the client wrote, um, you really have a way with making those around you feel very special and important and valued. But most of all, you help us see the goodness and potential in ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is beyond powerful for me Mm -hmm. um and you know um it it has stuck with me and it's it can be a very uh thankless field at times um but they recognize that it's not just a job for us Mm -hmm. 
it's it's we're here like you said for that impact piece and and uh yeah it it sits right at my desk and I get to look at it to give me that reminder if I do have those days where you know maybe I'm not feeling the greatest and it's just been all too much um then I look there and I just am I'm reminded because well, we just sorry Brian no, we, go ahead. we do see the potential like mm-hmm. that's that's a beautiful thing um, and it probably is similar to teaching as well, where, you know, we, we see the potential in our clients. It's just, what are the steps to make them see it for themselves? Mm-hmm. That's an excellent motivation, reminder, justification for the work that, that you do. And, you know, and as, as you can imagine, as you're pulling double shifts and, and having those hard days and, and struggles at times that can, can lift your spirits by, by seeing that. Uh, as, let's just shift a little bit, Ashley, in terms of um, people that may volunteer with your organization. What do you think is one of the best things a volunteer could, not to get out of, but take away from, from their experience, short-term or long-term, from, in from the cold? Um, I, I mean, the, one of the biggest things is that it, it feeds and it's fuel for the soul. Mm-hmm. Um, that's staff volunteers anyone who comes through our doors um so you know in a in a when we're kind of thinking of ourselves that piece is really something that um can then i guess um people keep coming back Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. because they know it's feeding their soul but they also know they're making a difference um and you know that smile when you're pouring a coffee for a client and that little chatter back and forth um that may be all they get for that day mm-hmm. and so it's just that um i mean we thrive on human connection right and then when we um many of our clients will you know isolate or um not necessarily be those that are outgoing and talkative but as volunteers they're able to connect on a different level because they're not staff that they see every day um and then also just they're so appreciated by the clients. Our function is, you know, when we didn't have our volunteers during the last 10 weeks, 11 weeks, uh, since November, um, it was challenging on staff, mm-hmm. um, beyond challenging. And we really, you know, we always appreciate them and, and, but felt that and now having them back in our doors the last week, um, they're happy to be back and the clients are happy to see them. Because they've really, we have volunteers who have been here for 15 years. Right, right, yeah. Yeah, so, so they've built those, uh, those relationships inside here, and then when they see them in the community as well. And I was, while you were speaking, I was thinking of human connection, and then, and then you said that. I think that's, I, I, I agree, and just from my experience of um, volunteering and serving in different ways, it's that, it's that connection, and I, I can see those long-term volunteers who can provide some stability um, for for the clients, that sense of family, a sense of safe safe space as well um, okay. for, for people. Uh, my last question, Ashley, is that um, goes around the notion of how people can help. So here at Holy Training School, uh, we had a donation drive in Christmas uh, for gloves okay. and socks. Uh, for the last three or four years, I think we've done the community meal um, at, for In From The Cold. And this would be our third year we've had we will participate in the coldest night of the year. So my question is for our, for our audience out there who's wondering how they can help. Um, they're inspired. They want to make a difference. They want to have an impact. 
Uh, can you guide them in some way in terms or provide some options for them? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's always great when, when Holy Trinity reaches out to me because I, I really do enjoy um, all the different opportunities that you offer to your students. Mm -hmm. I think it's, it's really important. And even the good that they're doing. Um, starting from a young age. So mm -hmm. we're always glad to have Holy Trinity on board. And um, so I was going to mention coldest night of the year, but that, you know, February 26th, um, you'll be part of again, which is excellent. Um, but in terms of volunteering, it, it looks different. There's so many options, right? Mm -hmm. um, some people can donate used clothing, gently used clothing jackets like you did you know you did the nice sock drive and the, the glove drive right um we have people who sponsor a night which is actually now sold out for this season yeah. which is amazing we, yeah we've missed out on a couple of years because we were late to the game so i <laughs> <laughs> and it's you know and it's it's like community meal too yeah community meal books up so quickly mm -hmm. because the community just loves it they love everything. I mean, COVID's changed things where, again, that whole preparing in the kitchen right. and being able to gather in the, yeah. like, that was just the best. And I hope that we do get there, uh, you know, sooner than later. Um, and, you know, people can even do their own events. They can think of their own way to fundraise. Um, and then monthly donations. There's always even dropping off fresh fruit fresh veggies um it really and and obviously then the volunteering within the shelter and mm -hmm. within our programs um that would you know all that info is is found online um under i think it's called ways to ways to give maybe i think ways to give mm -hmm. or wait yeah to get involved mm -hmm. um and you know go through the volunteer training uh, you do have to be 18 plus mm -hmm for those pieces like for the face-to-face -face stuff in the shelter um but you know there's if people are wanting to somehow volunteer we're always open to the ideas yes um and we have an amazing volunteer coordinator martha who mm -hmm. who really again you know she lives and breathes it so um yeah don't ever hesitate to reach out because we will work with you right yeah, and it's like to um, piggyback that and encourage our listeners that there are many different ways to help. If it is a short-term, long-term, or donation drive, uh, and and again, if you have ideas of your own, uh, please reach out to Martha and and check out the website. And you probably can make it happen or potentially start a new project that can benefit members of our community. Yes, and and sorry, Brian. One other way, and I this is on a much larger scale is. Um, we currently have a capital campaign running. Mm -hmm. So that capital campaign is, um, you know, gaining speed, which is excellent uh, because we will be moving to a new location down the road. So that location will be on Young Street, much more accessible. And uh, that's where we'll be able to, you know, really just get into the transitional game and, and mm -hmm. make sure that we're housing up to 19 clients. Right. We're up to two years. So it's extremely exciting. Our cap capital campaign info is also on our website. Um, yeah. So, and when so is so exciting is, things always happening. <laughs> when's the end date for that? Is there a hope of when that would? Um, 
I'm not, I mean, it began in the fall. Okay. Um, and I believe it will most likely keep going until we've reached our goal. Mm-hmm. Um, and the hope was, you know, at the end of this year, potentially be there. Uh, it may take a little longer, but right. we'll get there. We will absolutely get there. Well, that's, that's very exciting in terms of uh, meeting the needs, the wraparound services uh, moving forward uh, to members of York region. Uh, so I look forward to that and, and seeing and from the cool to grow and continue to, to help others. Um, and it's one kind of shout out to the HTS community. Uh, look out for information on in the weeks ahead about if you wanted to join the Team HTS for the coldest night of the year and you can uh, help us raise funds for In From The Cold. On that note, Ashley, I want to thank you so much for joining us today uh, and sharing uh, the story of In From The Cold and how, how the organization provides services and really an inspiration for others and how we should, we should follow and help. So thank you so much. Thank you very much, Brian. Take care. All right, so our next question is, in the future, what are some things that you want our community to be mindful of about the cause that In From The Cold supports? So throughout most of their work, In From The Cold really tries to emphasize the people experiencing homelessness in York Region, specifically during the winter months. And one of, their, one of the biggest lessons they try to teach is that although it may not be as visible in our community in York Region, um, homelessness is still quite a prevalent issue no matter where you look. Um, and they really try to emphasize the, the amount that people can dedicate towards this very important cause. And the fact that if we all just work together as a community, great things can be done. Thank you for your response, Michael. Anything else to add, Caleb? Yes, just one last thing to add. I think that another important part is understanding and being willing to listen to other people's stories who face homelessness. It's an important aspect to be able to understand how homelessness is being caused and what people can do about it. And so I think it's really important that people understand and be willing to open their ears to hearing other people's stories and having that empathy in a sense. All right, thank you so much, guys. Well, that's all for this episode, and this ends the three A Day in the Life podcast, where we dive into deep conversations with our community care connections partners. We want to give a shout out to Media and Public Relations Prefect Jesslyn for capturing how HTS students are serving in from the cold. And a special thank you to Ashley Martin of In From The Cold for sitting down with us today. Tune into our next episode, where we continue to learn about and can celebrate Black History Month. HTS, continue to care for your community and look after each other. Bye for now. That's all, folks.